Hi, and welcome back to The Future is in Your Hands. I'm Zerlyn Deary. I'm a licensed and board-certified massage therapist and educator. I have over 30 years of experience, and one of my secret powers is that I read the things. I'm curious, nosy, and I've always wanted to know more. Having been in this profession, actively listening, reading magazines, research, keeping up on the news, just showing up to events and asking questions for so very long may have informed me a little differently than some other therapist. And also, beginning my training in Southern California in the late 80s, right in the midst of a good number of schools, many of which may have been influenced by the human potential movement, Ida Rolf, and a buffet of New Age religious wellness and exercise options readily available might have influenced me a little bit as well. But today we're going to talk about some initials that are going to help you choose a massage school that will be a good fit for you. This is going to be a very challenging topic and one that's going to continue to be hotly debated, which is why I'm saying and we're going to bring it up now. I think it's better to be aware now. What are the initials? Why are they using them? What do they mean anyway? And what can you actually tell about a school or program depending on the initials they're using? But you're going to get an assignment today and you get it early. I want you to start thinking about what your deal breakers are. Write them down. Be specific. Have your list of must-haves ready or you could end up somewhere that might not be the best place for you. And during the process, your deal breakers might change, and that's okay. It is a process. You're going to keep learning more as we go along. You're going to adjust your thinking, your goals, and ideas about what you need are going to kind of germinate and become more real. It's most common for people to be concerned about things like location and cost, financing, student loan availability, schedules, number of hours, and how it feels. So just take some time and get your deal breakers ready. But the first real deal breaker is to make certain the school is appropriately licensed in the state that they're located. Now, if this is a community college or a state vocational tech program, it should be fine. If it's an accredited school or an appropriately licensed private school, there shouldn't be any problems. Some schools will actually put a licensed by and some little initials that'll be unique for each state. Some schools may not even mention it. Now, why would I actually have to say this? The problem comes up here for some people because they say they want to go to massage school. And then somebody they know says, oh, Here's one you should go to. It's cheaper and it's quicker than all those others. Guess what? It might not be a massage school. Uh, It might be a class in spiritual healing, Reiki, Thai bodywork, Shiatsu, or some other things. But maybe it's just one weekend or three weekends. You may be in class with licensed massage therapists or other people that are just beginning But if it isn't a massage school, licensed by the state as a massage school, and if it isn't at least 500 hours, this may not be what you planned. 
The other thing is that some will even use the word massage, and they shouldn't. Not every state has a regulation that limits the legal use of the word massage or protects the term, so to speak. And not everyone gets caught. So you really do have to be on guard here. My personal opinion is that if you know you want to be a professional massage therapist, you don't need to waste any time and money going to these type of classes right now. Stay focused. Get to massage school. I wish all state massage therapy boards would keep a current list of the licensed massage therapy schools and programs in their state readily available online. It would just make it so much easier. Then you would have a list. But as it is, you may need to make a phone call to the state massage therapy board or your state department of education where they license private vocational schools to get a list or to call and confirm each individual school you want to consider. It's a bit of a hassle, but it's important. And please understand, schools and programs within community colleges and state vocational technical schools might not be on a list. They could be on another list of academic colleges. And there's some states that have multi-level massage licenses. They require different numbers of hours for each license. You know, I've heard from people that went to the lower number of hours program because it was quicker and less expensive, but then they were very upset because it didn't qualify them to be licensed as a massage therapist. So this is the part I told you about. Looking at the states you plan to practice in and make sure you know exactly what you need to be licensed. Quicker and less expensive is not always best. So I'm going to go over some initials that you may see on school websites and advertisements. It is important that you understand this so you get to know what type of school you may need or prefer. It's interesting that some of these initials are the focus of numerous conversations and debates, not just in social media, but in real life among intelligent, well-informed individuals and professionals. I sincerely hope that while you're conversing with people about these initials that represent organizations and associations, that you can find them pleasant and informative. I know there's some out there that can be quite dramatic and vehement expressing their opinions. I leave it up to you if you would choose to be around someone that would communicate with you like this as part of your potential enrollment. You have permission to not be impressed if someone who should be giving you information about their program or massage therapy training goes off on some negative rant or snarky tangent over any of these initials. It's just always better to hear what someone thinks about their school or program and what it represents, what it does well, or how it's different than others. If they spend time talking about how bad all the others are, maybe they have nothing good to tell you about theirs. So first, just a little bit about accreditation. <laughs> accreditation of any school or program by the United States Department of Education, USDE, 
it's intended to ensure a level of quality. Now, schools and programs don't go directly to the United States Department of Education. They have to go through an accrediting body, and that body has to be recognized by the United States Department of Education. And then they offer voluntary accreditation of massage therapy programs or schools. So remember, accreditation is voluntary, not necessary. There are good schools that are not accredited as well. And it's your choice. But here's a list of the most common accreditation initials you may see as you start exploring massage therapy training. Stay with me. COMTA, the Commission on Massage Therapy Accreditation. ACCSC, Accreditation Commission of Career Schools and Colleges. ABHES, the Accrediting Bureau of Health Education Schools, NACCAS, National Accrediting Commission of Career Arts and Sciences, ACCET, Accrediting Council for Continuing Education and Training, and ACICS, Accrediting Council for Independent Colleges and Schools. And there's still more. The one I want to talk to you about is COMTA, C-O-M-T-A, the Commission on Massage Therapy Accreditation, Because it's the only one that is limited to massage therapy and cosmetology. So their board members are massage therapists, cosmetologists, and educators. So they may seem more clearly focused about requirements for the massage therapy schools and programs than some of the other accreditation organizations. Some people really like that. And as you see, there's a lot of other accreditation agencies And some of them may be for a whole college or a whole academic entity, which might include a massage therapy program. But the choice of accreditation is up to the school owner or the college administrators, not your teacher. And many of them may not be massage therapists. So are they looking for the best deal, the easiest paperwork, or one that makes the most sense for them because they have more than one educational program to oversee and get accredited? Perhaps there's not a thing wrong with that. Accreditation is expensive, and most people see it as a way to receive federal direct student loans. What they may not see is that there may be a slew of other rules, fees, and requirements that are intended to be for the student's benefit. These are things such as requiring one or more people on staff with degrees, having a job placement office on site, requiring specific curriculum content, having attendance oversight, and financial accountability. Now, COMTA has another option that is the COMTA-endorsed curriculum. This is an alternative to accreditation for schools and programs that may not be able to meet the full accreditation standards or cost. However, they meet the curriculum requirements. And that might be an important thing for you to know. Accreditation for massage training and COMTA got a really bad rap back when it first began. Now, COMTA began in 2002. I'm sure they had to work on it a while before that to make it real, probably a few years. And there was talk about it when I was in massage school and at events and massage product locations and coffee shops in the late 80s. 
I was so new, I didn't fully understand everything. Looking back, I realized that people didn't understand accreditation. People didn't understand that Compta and the other accreditation agencies were not being unfair. They had rules to follow in order to be recognized and approved by the United States Department of Education. If the accreditation was for massage therapy training, they needed to see the massage therapy curriculum. Unfortunately, back then, there were some schools that had a lot of energy work and other things that were just not massage in their curriculums. I even heard of one that didn't have an anatomy class. So no surprise that some shade was thrown on Compta and AMTA and the USDE. There's your initials. You know, they said they were being too conservative and only recognizing Swedish massage. That actually wasn't true. They were really searching for that massage therapy curriculum. And even today, some people don't understand it. And they're really against accreditation because they didn't understand it. Some other school owners or instructors may want more flexibility with their curriculums, or it may just be too expensive for a small school to achieve this. Remember, there are better and worse schools among the accredited and the unaccredited. You have to discover the one that's going to work best for you. When you get to the point that you're communicating with people at these schools and programs, they will all tell you that either not being accredited is best or their accreditation is best. You know, they kind of have to do that. I mean, would they actually be selling? Uh, yeah, they're selling Ooh, you a program and not admit that it's the best thing. Now, this is a necessary initial for the greatest number of states in the United States. The Federation of State Massage Therapy Boards, that would be the FSMTB. They are the ones in charge of the national licensing exam. It's known as the MBLEX, M-B-L-E-X. That stands for the Massage and Bodywork Licensing Exam. Now, right now, it looks like 47 states are regulated, but that can change. A few more states could be regulated in the future. Around 45 of them require the MBLEX. So this is necessary. You are going to have to pass this exam to be licensed. And once you pass that exam, it doesn't mean you're licensed in one state or all the states. It means you've passed the exam and you have that exam grade that you can have sent to apply for licensure in a state. When you're visiting with schools, you can ask them to show you their pass rate on this exam. Some states require the schools to do that in writing. The national pass rate seems to hover around 70%. If a school says they have a 100% pass rate, Ask them if that is for the first attempt. Yeah, that's how that stat gets misused a bit, because individuals may take the MBLEX multiple times before they pass. So sure, the school may have a 100% pass rate, just not on the first attempt. Now this might matter for you. You might be one of those people that's always done great in school. You can read the textbook and then take an exam on it months later and pass. Or you might be one of 
the people that has test anxiety or some other challenges. Please bring this up and talk to the school about this before you start. The initials NCBTMB stands for the National Certification Board for Therapeutic Massage and Body Work. Now, most people would say this is not necessary, but it's important to note that they do provide the board certification credential. Board certification in therapeutic and body work represents the highest attainable credential within the massage therapy and body work profession. Board certification is a completely separate credential above and beyond entry-level massage licensure. So board certificates have to meet higher standards of education and experience. And then they have to pass a very challenging exam that tests massage therapy and body work technique, application, critical thinking, communication, law, ethics, evaluation, documentation, and planning. I would want to know how many of the instructors at a school are board certified. I would want to know if the school was considering being an NCB assigned school or was an NCB assigned school, just in case I wanted to be board certified one day. It costs the schools and programs nothing. However, NCBTMB does require assigned schools to have specific curriculum and acceptable course content. So this might be a deal breaker for you. NCTMB is the only certifying body for the massage therapy and body work profession. The NCTMB also approves continuing education for massage therapists. So depending on what state you live in, they may depend on NCBTMB to approve continuing education, or they may have their own proprietary rules for their state. Now, NCBTMB gets a little backlash sometimes. It's been around since 1992, and like many organizations, it's had its up and downs. There may be over 300,000 licensed massage therapists in the U.S., but there may be less than 20,000 that are board certified. It should be no surprise that they may have less fans or that people say it isn't necessary. It may not be necessary, but it's a way for massage therapists to challenge themselves and demonstrate that they are willing to go the extra mile. These NICS initials are perhaps the ones that end up having the biggest debates in real life and on social media. So please understand, first, not everyone's on social media. And some people on social media have seen these debates arise so often, they don't even bother to be in certain groups or comment anymore. So don't base your whole career or decisions on something you saw on a social media debate, please. AMTA is the American Massage Therapy Association. It was founded in 1943, and it is the largest professional membership organization for massage therapy, and it is a nonprofit. ABMP is the Associated Bodywork and Massage Professionals, founded in 1987, it is a membership organization, and it is a for-profit business. So both AMTA and ABMP have student memberships and resources for schools and instructors. So while I may have my favorite, I have to say that I hope you look for a school 
that is a school member of at least one of these. Now, some schools and programs are members of both, but if they're not a member of at least one of these, I would be concerned. I would think that they may be kind of disconnected from the profession, out of touch, not staying up with the latest information, and definitely not making sure their students has the best resources. ABMP has an annual school forum. AMTA has an annual school summit. And both of these events are where school owners, program directors, and educators can meet, network, and take a day or two of classes that will be focused on topics that will help them improve their information, their program, their curriculums, and their instructional skills. ABMP has an app called Exam Coach. AMTA has two free apps, Pocket Prep, the Massage Exam Study Guide, and the AMTA Massage Anatomy Guide. All of these may help you pass the MBLEX exam, but they both provide a, a variety of resources for school owners, program directors, instructors, and students. It would be ridiculous for me to start listing who does what and who does more. Like I said, this is a constantly and hotly debated subject by massage and bodywork professionals every day. Let's just say I do highly recommend you find an AMTA or an ABMP school, and that might be a valid deal breaker for you. When you do, if it's an ABMP school, you can ask if they attend the ABMP school forum. Ask if they do that every year and how many staff attend each year. If it's an AMTA school, you can ask if they attend the school summit, the annual AMTA national convention, or the AMTA state chapter meetings. Ask if they do that every year and how many staff attend each year. And we're going to leave this on a real high note. MTF stands for the Massage Therapy Foundation. The Massage Therapy Foundation is another nonprofit. It was created in 1990, and they provide funding for research, education, and community service grants. They also have a student case report contest, and they host a biannual event called MTREC. Yes, more initials. I-M-T-R-E-C, the International Massage Therapy Research Education Conference. Now, they also founded the International Journal of Therapeutic Massage and Body Work, which is, yes, more initials, I-J-T-M-B, and it's online and it's free. Research is one of the pillars of our profession. And going to a school that recognizes and supports the Massage Therapy Foundation should be very important to you. So hopefully your teachers will know about all these initials and your schools will have some shiny initials that are meaningful and help you decide what's the best valid education for you. When it comes down to it, though, the future is in your hands. This is Zerlin Deary. Tune in next time for Massage Math. The Future is in Your Hands is a production of and is the intellectual property of Zerlin Deary and Anatriptic Alchemy. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors as long as they're factually based. This podcast represents her own personal opinions based on her education and experience and does not represent the views or opinions 
of the American Massage Therapy Association, the Society for Oncology Massage, the National Certification Board for Therapeutic Massage and Bodywork, the Massage Therapy Foundation, or any other organization or institution. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day.